Feels so good. Out here in Mountain, it's a real good morning. I bet these birds gobble probably right. close to a hundred times. Tater rocking season, boys. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Greathouse. Um, I'm fired up now. Uh, it's Friday the 20th, September 20th. This is the morning of the upload for this episode, and I'm just putting this little intro on here and putting the fin- finishing touches on it so y'all can listen to it. But uh, right now, I'm standing outside on my back porch and it's 60 degrees and uh i'm fired up i had to just go to the store a minute ago and i had like i had to let my windows up on the way to the store that's how cold it is um i couldn't ride with the windows down so (laughs) i'm pretty excited (laughs) um but no, we got a great episode here, guys. It's uh, we're talking with Chase Turner. He's a real cool dude, real super great dude, and uh, he hunts up there in Atlanta in the suburbs. So we talked to him about suburban bow hunting, and uh, you know how he goes about, you know, getting on these deer. And I mean, and really surprisingly enough, it, it's really not a whole lot different than it would be hunting anywhere else. Really, um, biggest thing is just finding them and um getting on them and i mean that's pretty much the way it is everywhere but uh but yeah it's a real great episode talking with chase and we're really glad that he came on here and wanted to talk with us um updates on on our stuff we got uh we got some footage coming out i mean we're gonna we're gonna start putting up some videos on youtube here real soon for deer um we just haven't been deer hunting (coughs) excuse me we haven't been deer hunting that much. Um, it's just right now. It's just it's it would cause more. It would do more harm than it would good for us to be hunting, especially me or somebody like Philip. I know Justin. He's trying to figure out his deer still, and um, we just it's not the deer aren't showing up on the cameras, and and you know it would do more harm than good because the deer just ain't moving the way they need to be moving yet. So we're uh we're we're still hunting but we're just kind of slowly getting into it um we do have video justin put a video we got a video up on there uh, justin got his first hog a few days ago so we got that hunt up on there that's really cool y'all go check that out go to youtube subscribe to the channel go to facebook check us out go to the podcast leave a rating and a review we're on any platform wherever you want to listen to us at just search it and i'm sure we're on there so we'll go ahead and get into this episode um 
I want to warn you guys ahead of time. I'm especially myself. I'm a slave to this technology world. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Uh, there was several times it gets better toward the middle or, you know, and in the end there's no issues. But in this episode we had, I had several occasions where the audio was just horrible really. And in my opinion, it was horrible. Um, there were several times where Chase was breaking up really, really bad. And, um, I didn't realize it until after we were done recording. Um, so hope y'all can bear with me through that. And, uh, Hopefully it won't be too bad to listen to, and if you can get past that, I would uh, much appreciate it. I just I'm I'm sorry in advance. Uh, I guess we're just all slaves to this technology, but uh, let's get into it. All right, everybody, we have Chase Turner on the line with us. Uh, what's up, Chase? What's going on, man? Man, not a whole lot. Um, I'm uh, I'm actually really excited to talk with you this is um kind of a kind of a special episode uh it's it's like a milestone i guess um this is going to be episode 50 so um i never uh never really imagined making it to 50 episodes but uh i'm i'm pretty fired up about that and fired up to talk to you about hunting in some hunting the suburbs a little bit Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You got fifty, pretty cool. I'm the fiftieth one. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. We just like I just contacted you maybe a day. Or, like, what was it? I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome, man. I love. I, I like to. That's what I like about doing the podcast. I get to talk to people, you know, that uh, I probably would have never gotten to talk to otherwise oh yeah um, yeah so uh, i was wondering because when you messaged me or whatever i was like i was like how'd this guy find me and then league or whatever i was like oh <laughs> yeah i can't i think it was um somebody had uh we did an episode with bradley collings a couple episodes back and we were talking about bow hunting league and mm-hmm. um i think you had made a post about you might have been looking for some potential partners as a teammate or whatever and yeah he uh he tagged me in it i think on your post and then i mm-hmm. as soon as i saw it i was like oh man this guy hunts in the suburbs like i've been <laughs> i've been looking for somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been looking yeah. for somebody to talk to on the podcast <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um yeah but yeah i'm fired up man uh i guess uh let's give uh i guess if you uh had had to give like an interview of mm-hmm. who Chase Turner is. Uh, I guess let everybody know kind of who you are and what you all about. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> like, how'd you how'd you get into hunting? You know, how long you been hunting? All that good stuff. Well, I, uh, my dad and my grandpa they've always been pretty big into deer hunting and stuff like that. And uh, growing up, I was always in a in getting toted to the hunting club and stuff like that, skinning deer when I was in diapers. And I've just, I've, I've always been around it my whole life and everything. And then, uh, and my, uh, my dad, he brought me up doing it. And I've been sitting with him many a times and seen him shoot deer and he put me on my first deer and everything. And then, uh, 
it just kind of went on from there. And then we, uh, we had a big lease there for a little while. That was a, a really good, really good block of property for, uh, for Georgia. And we killed a bunch of big, the guy that was letting us hunt, he actually ended up losing it. So after that kind of, after that kind of happened, it kind of put my dad down in the dumps because it was, it was, a uh, it wasn't like a normal piece of Georgia property. I mean, it, we, we seen a lot of big deer and stuff on it. it and it was in DeKalb County actually. And, uh, and ever since we lost it, he kind of got out of deer hunting. And, uh, whenever I come into high school, I was wanting to get into coon hunting, which my dad used to do back in the day. So I kind of got me a dog and I, uh, or he got me a dog, I should say. And, uh, we started back coon hunting there for a little bit and he, uh, he, uh, kind of took it over and I kind of slowly gradually got out of it just cause I was high school kid, you know, I, I didn't want to be, I'd rather be out with my buddies and stuff like that and not chasing dogs all around the woods all night, you know, and then, yeah, so I kind that, of, <laughs> it can be tough. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of ventured out of that and, and just stuck to mainly just deer hunting and turkey hunting and stuff like that. And, uh, and so my dad, he's a big competition coon hunter now. He goes all over the place doing it, but uh, he don't really deer hunt a whole lot anymore. He'll, he'll probably go with me two or three times a year and stuff like that. But he uh, he mainly does that now. But but yeah, that's where I pretty much started it, you know. And he uh, he does trucking and grading and stuff like that down in Atlanta a lot or around Atlanta, Roswell area, DeKalb and stuff like that. So he was the main one that really got me into some hunting and stuff like that hunting them small little funnels and and stuff and and once he got me into it i just noticed that there's there's just a, a lot more a lot more uh what you want to call it uh just a lot better chance of getting on a bigger deer down there in in the suburbs and stuff like that which is fun hunting too it's just something different you know and uh and I, I like hunting these big blocks of woods too, but that down there, I don't know what it is about it. It just gets me fired up. They, there's a bunch of deer down there. And, and uh, ever since then, and I just kind of took off with it and I started to get my own spots and stuff like that. And then I got a real good buddy, uh, Levi Hogan. He, uh, he does a lot with it, with it too. He like he likes uh, doing suburban hunting and everything. And, and me and him just kind of took off with it a couple of years ago, and we did a lot of videoing and stuff like that. And then finally, we just kind of ventured out from the. We still video a little bit, for, but for just fun, you know, just for memories and stuff. Show the kids whenever they get older and stuff like that. And and uh, yeah, that's pretty much just kind of where it started for my dad, really. And plus, I don't I mean I, I don't know what I'd do without hunting. I mean, that's if I didn't have it, I don't know what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me me too, man. I don't want uh, I don't know if I could be able to live if I couldn't hunt something. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> um, it it really, it's it's just something about it that allows you to, I guess, not just get away, but it's I don't know. It just yeah, it just it, seems it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, it just seems natural. Like yep. we're supposed to be doing it, you know. Exactly. Yep. And yep. uh, to me, that's my favorite time of year, you know, basically about the 1st of September because that's, you know. Oh, yeah. That's when everything starts. I mean, it kicks off. September kicks off everything. It kicks off hunting, 
you get dove hunting at the beginning and then you get a little bit of football and then you get cold weather and you get deer exactly. hunting. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, last Friday it. night, I could, uh, I felt like a little kid on Christmas. I was just pumped up the, just to be in the woods somewhere Saturday morning. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't go on opening day. Um, mm-hmm. I went, me and a buddy of mine, we went, uh, me and Philip Cadenhead, we went Sunday evening. Um, it ended up not being a great evening, but mm-hmm. it was still good to get out there and go hunting. Oh um, yeah, it was actually it was actually an eventful evening. We just uh, we just didn't uh, we didn't have any success. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I won't get into complete details. I, I, Phil, Philip's probably gone. He might he might get on to me a little bit, but I'm gonna call him out here. And uh, <laughs> it's actually I guess it could be a good story um i'm sorry to the listeners out there i'm sorry y'all we'll we'll get into the we'll do our rapid fire here in a second i'll let me tell this story right quick and then we'll get into the rapid fire q a um but when i mean and phil we uh we went hunting sunday evening so we get in there and we get all set up and everything and um phillips i'm running the camera and Phillip's going to shoot and he's got his bow, you know, he's got his bow ready and he's, you know, drawing his bow, you know, making sure all of his shots are good and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, this part where I say it kind of comes into the safety factor. Like you always need to make sure you, you know, what's going on, I guess, with your, with your bow. Yeah. Um, well, Phillip, what he didn't know was when he was pulling his bow back, something, I don't know what happened, but something was wrong with his knock on one of, on the arrow that he had mm-hmm. in the bow. And he drew the bow back and the arrow fell off of, like it come off of the string, like it wasn't mm-hmm. knocked and it wasn't <laughs> holding on. So he pulls his bow back and the arrow falls down. And so now the arrow is like basically laying on his on his bow hand. Yeah. And the arrow's just dangling. So <laughs> that's scary feeling there. It, it yeah, and it actually he um he was so focused on the arrow that he was trying to ease let off his bow and let his bow back down and he accidentally hit the trigger on his release. Shoot. And Needless to say, his bowstring no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, luckily, that's all that happened. It just broke his bowstring, and um, he didn't like nothing, he didn't, it. Didn't hurt him. Nothing else happened to the bow. Um, it was just a string, mm-hmm. and uh, super super lucky that him or or myself, neither one of us were hurt from him doing that because i mean i'm i'm only like three foot away from him and i'm actually above him yeah so i mean it could have been really bad you know you know something could have flew off of the bow oh yeah um but that just goes to show i mean and he was real careful like i could tell he was but just you never know what's gonna happen oh yeah so yeah you always gotta be you gotta be ready oh yeah 
for something like that to happen. Exactly. Um, so y'all, had a, y'all had an eventful opening weekend. <laughs> well, it, it, it gets worse than that. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, well, actually, and here's another here's another uh, key to safety, I guess. Um, the uh, So he shoots his bow, like, so by then the bow, the hunt is over with. And uh, mm-hmm. so he said, well, can't hunt here no more. Well, he said, I can't shoot no more. So he's like, where's your bow at? I said, my bow's at the house. And um, we were only like, it's only a couple of minutes from my house and mm-hmm. uh, like a mile up the road. So we go to my house, get my bow, and we go to my spot just right down the road. And then, so now I'm hunting <laughs> and he's running the camera. So we get in, we get in stand, we're set up and it was still early enough. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden, um, somebody on the property beside us starts shooting a gun, mm-hmm. shooting their pistol. And we were kind of worried cause it was extremely close and, uh, it was extremely loud. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like we could tell by the way he was shooting though, that he wasn't really shooting toward us. Um, but I am going to go by there before I go hunting again. And I'm going to say, Hey man, you know, I'm just going to let him know I'm, I hunt back there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't care if he shoots his gun. I just want him to know, hey, I'm hunting here. Well, just yeah. I would really like it if you didn't shoot that direction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but in the in the process of all that happening and him shooting his gun, uh, we saw a buck come running out of a spot where I pretty much figured they were bedding at, mm-hmm. and uh, the buck come running out from those woods, and he ran across the pasture and. Him shooting kind of it kind of spooked that deer out of there. So yeah, it was uh, like I said, it was eventful. We just didn't have any success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyway, well, uh, actually, I mean, it, it ended up being okay because it 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 just gave me confirmation that the de- that that buck was bedding right there. So oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. May, may he'll ease back in there. Mate didn't spook him too bad. Yeah, I think he will, because I don't, I don't think that guy shoots. He doesn't shoot very often. I think it was just a yeah. one-time deal, but uh, I'm sure he'll be he'll be bedding in there soon enough. Yeah. Um, but we'll go ahead and get into the rapid fire here. Um, now, I don't know. You, I think, Chase, you said you had listened to some of the episodes. Uh, yeah, I've listened to a couple, yeah. I don't know. Now, we do a rapid fire, and all you do is you just give me a – just a quick general answer, I guess. Um, and they're completely random. All right. So, all right. Uh, favorite sport? Uh, I probably have to say football. Good deal. Uh, college or, or just in general? Yeah, probably college football. Yeah. All right. Um, favorite subject in school? No man. <laughs> Uh, uh, I never really had a favorite one. <laughs> I guess I could just say, uh, can I, PE? <laughs> That's the subject. We'll just, we'll just do math. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, what else we got? Let's see. Biggest hunting pet peeve. Biggest hunting pet peeve. Probably poachers. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, um, describe 
your perfect day? Perfect day. Uh, probably waking up in the morning on a cold November morning and sliding in the deer stand and <laughs> killing a 170. Killing, oh, yeah, killing a 170 <laughs> and then going home and showing it off to the friends and family and, and uh, just hanging out with my family for the rest of the day, I guess. I have a cookout and celebrating. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be a good day there. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right, last one. Favorite breakfast item? Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, sir. I like it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we wanted to get you on here to talk about some suburban hunting. And uh, mm -hmm. we were talking about it before we actually started, um, which, like I said, that'll probably still be in here. But uh, – I guess kind of to start it off, I guess kind of like how do you how do you go about, you know, finding a spot or determining if a spot's worth hunting? Um, I guess kind of dive into that. Um, really, I just I have a uh, I have like the Onyx app and HuntWise app and stuff like that. And and uh, I'll just get on there pretty much. And for the most part, that's that's the main tool I use, really, is just getting on that app. And then I'll just pretty much just pick me out a road or something like that. And I'll just ease down it and find a few spots and mark them. And then usually I'll pick like a Saturday or Sunday where I ain't got much going on or something like that. Put on some decent clothes and I'll just go door knocking. And, and uh, sometimes you'll get some and sometimes you won't, you know. But And, uh, and then... Another way, sometimes we'll, uh, on a Friday, Saturday evening or something like that, we may take a trip down there, me and my buddy Levi or whoever, and uh, and just ride around in the evening times and just spot fields or yards or stuff like that, you know, and uh, cut through fields, stuff like that, and try to find us a deer. And then if we do end up finding a deer on the side of the road or something like that that's eating in a yard or eating anywhere, you know, just standing on the side of the road, usually we'll try to go somewhere in that vicinity and and knock on a few doors and see if we can get a spot like that and if we do then usually we'll just throw up cameras and see if we can get pictures of them and then it just goes on from there really but uh but for the most part i just use that app and just go cruise around on it on on my phone or whatever and then find a few few spots like that and or go knock on the door yeah uh now do, so i've always wondered about Especially like, I mean, I haven't been around Atlanta a whole lot. I'm, I mean, I'm not far from Atlanta, but I, I try my best to not go to Atlanta as much <laughs> yeah, as I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I've kind of seen it a little bit like around here where I live, and we've got subdivisions around here. Um, they're just nowhere near the size as they are up there. I'm sure I'm assume, but yeah um like is there is there like a is that kind of a recurring theme i guess like kudzu patches and stuff like that in the suburbs yeah mainly mainly it's uh kudzu patches and just creek bottoms and stuff like that which most of the time you won't get to hunt like a full box because most of the patches that you're you'll get permission on are just three to four acre lots and that's 
the whole lot, you know. But about if you also the decent size, you're hunting the backyard. It's got a little strip of woods that run through there. You're really only half or two acres or something, you know. So you don't really you don't you don't over uh, the full patch of woods there, you know. Unless you get multiple spots in that area, you know. And I mean, and, but sometimes you'll get you may get a six acre lot that don't have a house hunt the whole thing but but yeah like you said most of the time it, that's what it is is because our cuds are down there and uh and um I... yeah now the do, do the deer i mean because i don't that we have some cuds down here but do they mm -hmm. do the deer i guess the deer like to eat it oh yeah yeah it's uh summertime it's it's pretty crazy around if, if you can down that way in early uh july august september when it's still good and green you uh you'll you'll see deer in it right before dark or before dark or all day you know i mean they i mean it's just thick you know they can just bed down yeah. in it eat a little bit bed right back down and you won't ever see them i, I videoed a buck probably it's actually a pretty cool story i uh i took my little girl it wasn't this county not far from my house and uh my old house and i'd take my little girl every evening to go ride around and look at deer and stuff and we had a kudzu patch not far from the house and we went rode over there one evening and was checking it out and my buddy levi that i was telling you about actually hunts pretty close to it on the back side of it and uh me and my little girl was over there watching a few deer in that kudzu and i was videoing and uh and there was a just stood up out of nowhere in the in the back side of it and i never even knew it was there and we'd probably been sitting there for 30 minutes and he just pops up right out in the middle of it and and uh i text my buddy levi and it ended up being a, a huge six pointer it was just a mainframe six but he had a huge huge frame on it hmm. so my buddy levi and i was like hey man i was like you've got a monster six pointer over here at um in the front side of your property that you hunt or whatever i said you need you need check this dude out so he already had cameras in the woods and everything already but he uh he got a little bit more serious about it over there and went to running some cameras and feeding a lot more and stuff like that and uh he actually ended up shooting that deer saturday evening so it was nice. pretty, pretty cool yeah nice um so see that's what and like we were saying we, we said it at the beginning you know kind of i think everybody or a lot of folks have kind of seen the uh the seek one guys and mm -hmm. uh i guess they're they're kind of pretty much like a little closer like they hunt kind of in the heart of atlanta or more maybe i guess yeah but, yeah they uh which they've uh i mean they've hunted uh pretty close to where i have too from what i've heard you know and stuff like that and i've i've talked to lee a few times and stuff like that and he uh there's some pretty cool dudes and and uh well, I'm sure. I'm sure he's not going. I'm sure he's not going like give away his, his exact no, spots. No. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he's pretty secretive with his trail cam pictures and stuff like that. Which I'm not that I'm not going to go ask people for pictures of deer that they got and stuff like that. You know, unless they tell me. But but uh, which I don't blame him at all. The caliber deer he hunts. But yeah, he uh, them dudes are smart. They got which they got a lot a lot more time in it than I can. You know, I'm. I, 
I got the job and the kids and everything like that. So they get to do it a lot more than I do, but they, uh, they put a lot of time and effort into it and it, uh, it definitely pays off for them. They, they've killed some huge deer down there. Yeah. Yeah. They have. Um, I think it kind of, which, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me that much, but I think it, I think it does surprise a lot of folks that, for one, they're shooting deer that size in Georgia, and then number two, they're shooting it basically in people's backyards. Exactly, yeah. Because, um, but it, as far as the size of the deer, I mean, it does surprise me a little bit that they're as successful as they are. Well, mm-hmm. just not just them, but everybody kind of that hunts suburbs. Yeah. Um, it's a little surprising to me that you can be that successful, but it doesn't really surprise me that there's deer that size. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think, I think the whole state of Georgia has got deer running around like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they just may be, it, it makes sense though, that they are kind of in that, in that subdivision, mm-hmm. you know, or not subdivision, but it makes sense that they would be kind of a lot closer to humans than you'd think. Oh yeah, exactly, and and that's really um, all it boils down to is that that caliber deer is all over Georgia, but down there, I'm not going to say easier to find them, but there's just easier to find them. If just, that makes sense, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I think it's because there's there's more of them. Yeah, yeah. They're just more. Um, they're a lot more. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Gosh, I can't even remember the word right now. <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. But well, there's uh, a there's a ton of land down there that city of Atlanta owns, and and you got the Chattahoochee that runs in the middle of it. So uh, there's so much core prop county owned property and stuff like that that those deer can go on, and nobody can touch them unless they're yeah. poaching. They're poached, you know. Which right, but there there there's a lot of land for them to run around on, but. They love to ease out of those pockets of land too, and eat their flowers and kudzu and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, yeah, it just makes sense because I mean, it's it's kind of like the Midwest. I mean, that's that's kind of what makes it a little bit, from what I've heard everybody talk about. They have more, they have a higher number of of big bucks mm-hmm. than we do, but. I don't know if it's that. I think it's just the fact that there's there's more bucks in one small area, mm-hmm. and that's kind of I think that's kind of the way it is. They're just more they're more localized, and they stay they they stay packed in tight in there more than yeah exactly. they would like anywhere else. Yeah. Um, well, have you have you uh, hunted this year any? Yeah, yeah, I hunted this uh, this past weekend. I was wanting to go maybe a little early, but I never. We never planned out a trip or anything, but I got to hunt this past weekend, op- opening weekend. But we, uh, morning, me and I got there and I huge amount of does everywhere. I was back in there again, and I mean, that's crazy amounts of feed and days and uh <clears throat> we went down there saturday morning and i shot a doe down there first thing saturday morning and we got her out and uh 
and then I'm hunting about a 140 inch ten pointer down there, and then I got a deer that I hunted all year last year, which is actually at the same spot, and uh, and I went down there to hunt both of them Saturday evening, and to try to I was really after the uh, ten pointer. He uh, he's been a lot more daylight here lately, so I kind of flipped the script in the past week or two that I was going to hunt him instead of the eight, just because of the eight. He kind of lost his velvet, and then he just kind of disappeared like they usually do. And he's been just real sporadic and not really much in the daylight in the past past month or so. But that 10, he was in there all week last week, about almost every evening. And uh, so I went in there to hunt him Saturday evening, and I got up in the stand to check. I pulled a card out of one of my cameras, and he'd actually come through there about an hour before me. And, and uh, I had him walking out this trail. And there's a big ditch down on the probably a property or two down from me, and deer. I'm pretty sure like the bed in it a pretty where he went, and he was gonna come back in there in the before dark and eat. And I sat there all evening. I seen a few deer, and then Saturday night I climbed down, and it was dark, and I got on my very last stick. My bow's laid on the ground. I got on my very last stick, and I heard something. And I was hunting a little field edge right there, if you want to call it a little field. But it, uh, I heard something coming, and then I leaned around the tree, and I turned my light on, and that 10 was standing at 20 yards just looking at me. Man. Oh, yeah. It uh, it about made me sick. So, But he uh, he just kind of eased out of there. I didn't spook him too bad. So he eased out, and then I went back down there Sunday evening to try to hunt him, and he's an evening deer, so. I didn't mess with him Sunday morning or anything, and I went back down there Sunday evening and checked the camera again, and he he come back in there probably thirty minutes after I left Saturday night, so I didn't I didn't bump him too bad at least, and uh, we never seen him Sunday evening, but I'm gonna try to get back in there either tomorrow evening or Thursday evening after work, uh, and uh, see if we can get him on the ground by the end of the weekend at least. Good deal. Um, now, I. I think it's your, you got a picture of a pretty big buck that you shot. I guess you shot him last year. It's a big, huge eight pointer. Um, so what's the, uh, and that's, that's probably, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably the picture I'm going to use for the, I guess, like the thumbnail of this podcast. Um, so what's the story with that deer? Uh, was it the, the, I had a pretty sweet year last year. I, uh, I tagged, um, out, I tagged out on two Pope and Youngs last year, so I was pretty blessed last year. Heck but, yeah! Uh, I, th- I think it's the one. I don't. I don't know. I, was it dark? I saw, I saw you post. Yeah, it was dark. It's, you said it was your best boat, best buck to date, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I shot him. He's. I actually shot him in the same spot where this ten pointer's at last year. It's pretty crazy. We. Uh, I work. I work for the power company, and we. Uh, we went down to a job one day to set a pole down there and uh I got to looking in this dude's yard while while we was down there working and obviously I'd already done a little suburban deer hunting so I was looking around, you know, and uh and there was a few does come up in his backyard. Well uh later that day the guy ended up pulling up in the driveway and we got to talking to him and I I asked him if I could come down there and hunt and uh He's like, yeah, man, for sure, come on. And he said that he hunted a little bit every once in a while and whatnot. So, uh, 
long story short, I just kind of, I was like, all right, well, I may try to, and this was like, uh, I think, yeah, this was the week before deer season started last year. And so like a day after that, I, I, uh, I run down there after work one day and threw a bag of corn out and some feed and, and threw a camera on it. And, and I went back down there. I didn't mess with it that first weekend, but just because I, I was studying a few other deer around there and I didn't know it was in that spot yet. So Sunday evening, I said, well, shoot, I'm just going to go down there and hunt. And, and, uh, if there is anything there is, then if there isn't, there isn't, you know, so, I got up in the stand that evening and I had my card reader and everything on my phone and I checked my card and I had that deer that I shot. And then I had another deer that had a double main beam, a bunch of trash, just a really, really cool looking deer. And, uh, he was actually the one that I wanted to shoot. And, uh, well, I started hunting that deer pretty hard that whole next week. I was leaving work early a little bit and everything and, and just, trying to get on him while he was still on a pretty good pattern, you know, and hadn't been messed with yet. And, uh, that next weekend, that sun, that next, yeah, second weekend of bow season last year, that Sunday I'd hunted every day that weekend and some that week. And I got in the stand that Sunday evening, it had been missing rain. And, uh, I checked the camera when I got in there and that eight pointer that you seen the picture of, he had been in there earlier that day, the night before. He'd been pretty regular. And I texted my buddy Levi a picture of him. I was like, should I just try to shoot this deer instead of that other one? Because he had done kind of got weird on me. I don't know if I put some pressure on him too much by jumping in there that fast and hunting that much or what. But he just kind of got weird on me. And my buddy Levi, he texted me back. He's like, he's like, yeah, shoot that deer. He's, he's a, That's a pretty good deer there. So just so happened about probably – an hour after that i look up and he's working across this little field that's uh on the property next to me and he's coming right to me and uh he ended up coming in and getting around right there and finally gave me a shot and i shot him and this is on the this little bitty lot i mean it, it was pretty really tight really i knew if i shot a deer then i was going to have to go knock on some doors to get permission to go retrieve my deer you know Right. And uh so I steadied in on him and I shot him and I climbed down, found my arrow and everything, I, and I knew I put an awesome shot on him and I was pretty sure I watched him fall on the edge of that field on the next property over, but it was real tall grass and everything. So and uh so I climbed down and I was freaking out, you know, because that was my best my best deer I ever killed. And uh so I called my my buddy Levi, I told him about it and everything and and I was down there all by myself, and I know you've never met me, but I'm about five five and about 140 pounds. I'm a little bitty feller, but <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be a pain to get this deer in the back of my truck by myself. And uh, so they was all wanting to know if they need to come down there and help me and everything. And uh, and I was like, well, let me go talk to these neighbors real quick and make sure they're going to let me come back there and get my deer and everything first. So. I come out of the woods and uh, put on some different clothes so I didn't show up on these people's steps, you know, in full camouflage and <laughs> looking right. looking like a crazy person. They're not used to sleep. But... So uh, I pulled around to the next house or whatever once I got me some clothes on and I knocked on their door and uh, told them what had happened or whatever that I hunted the next uh, 
house down or whatever. And she was actually really cool about it. I was, I was a nervous. She's going to be like, <laughs> no, you're not coming on my property. What are you talking about? And, yeah. uh, but luckily she was like, yeah, just, just hurry up and get it. So I was like, all right. So I pulled my truck all the way to that field. And whenever I pulled in the field, I remember, I remember looking over and you could see his horns laying over there. And I was like, holy crap, like he, he crashed right <laughs> here. And I backed my truck almost all the way to him or whatever. And, uh, and I tried and tried and tried. I remember slipping off the tailgate cause it was misting rain. I never could get that deer in the bed of my truck. And finally I had to call my dad back and my dad, he, he lives up in Dawson though. He's probably about, uh, probably about 40, 45 minutes away. And uh, I called him and told him, and he thought I was messing with him. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "If I come down there and you haven't killed a and you haven't killed a, a big deer like you're saying," he said, "He said I'm gonna tear you up." So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, "Look, you need to get down here right now. I just killed the biggest deer of my life. <laughs> you need to hurry." So he, long story short, he hauls butt down there and he gets down there to me and uh, uh, we. Well, he's hugging and high-fiving, hooping and hollering in this people's backyard. And we finally get it loaded up and uh, got it back to the house. And I had a crowd of friends over there waiting on me and everything. It was a, it was a cool night. We we celebrated pretty hard. It was fun. Man, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It was kind of cool, too. Uh, not cool, but uh, I've been a GON subscriber forever. And uh, I was pretty pumped to put him in that or whatever. And, and – uh, I went to subscribe him or whatever, or put him into the truck buck entry or whatever. And my subscription had run out the month before. So I didn't get to put him in there. So it was kind of a bummer. Cause when all the scores come out, I, I, uh, I had a pretty good score for that week and I'm pretty sure I would have won my week, but it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that man. That's an awesome story. Um, now you were talking about, um, you know, when you when you went in there and seen them deer, uh, you were talking about, or when you got pictures of that buck, mm-hmm. you said you had had picture of him in there like earlier that day, yeah, and uh, um, and then like the day before, um, and I say I'll say that's that's one thing I've noticed, um, especially if you if you start getting pictures of a buck like daytime say you might get a picture of a buck all right oh he's in here at nine o'clock this morning and oh here he is again at 7 p.m that evening and yep and then he's in there all night and then the next day he's in there at a different hour but i've noticed that if it every now and then you'll get a buck to do that and he'll show up a lot within a span of only about three or four days. Yep. Probably not even that much, maybe two days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've noticed that if you start getting pictures, if you get, if you see your pictures and you notice a buck is on there like that, then mm-hmm. you need to be hunting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty quick. And I've noticed a lot. They do too. <laughs> with it being, uh, legal to feed and everything and hunt over bait now in Georgia that, uh, I've noticed a lot here lately in the past year, but that when when those bigger deer f- first find that feed, usually they'll stay in there pretty quick and pretty often for that first 
first week or so until that feed runs out. And then once you feed them a couple more times, they'll still come in there, but it, it ain't like that first few days. Usually if you can find a pretty good buck down there, that's the way it is for me at least. I don't know. It may not be everybody else, but usually once you first start feeding and you have a buck show up pretty quick, I mean, he usually that's been the best time for me is to get on them pretty quick, like you said, usually. Yeah. And then after that second or third week, they're, they're usually easing out of there or not out of there, but not as often as they are when they first find that food. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed it. I noticed it like a lot last year with this one buck in particular. Um, I was hunting. I don't remember the day, but I know it was during the rut. So it was about, it was sometime in the first week or two of November. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had pictures. Well, I didn't get, I didn't know I had pictures of him, but. I was hunting, I hunted one morning and it was pretty cold. I think it, at the time it was like the coldest morning we had had. Mm-hmm. And I hunted that morning and I saw a few deer and, um, I saw, oh Matt, yeah, that's what it was. I saw a buck chasing a doe and, um, it was November, November the 10th, actually. Um, I saw a buck chasing the doe and I saw another doe later on. And, and then, so I knew I'm like, man, this is like, it's on now. Like I know the bucks are chasing. Yeah. And, uh, so I sat there and sat there and eventually quit seeing deer. So I got down and walked across Creek, checked another camera before I left. I said, I'm going to leave before I leave. I'm going to go check his camera. And, uh, I'm walking in there to check it. And there's a stand right above the camera. So right before I get to the camera, I look up and this is it's like eleven o'clock in the morning. It's almost lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I look up and I see a doe standing like forty yards from me, and she we kind of saw each other at the same time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she's like froze right there, just trying to figure out what I am. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like, go, on, <laughs> go back up that hill, girl. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she kind of moves and trots a little bit and. Then I look about 40 yards behind her, and I see a rack sticking up out of the – she was just standing in a bunch of tall grass and briars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I look up, and I see, I see one side of a big rack. And I'm like, oh, man, that was like a good buck. So she turns and goes to run off, and then he, of course, he, which he didn't even know I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he turned, and he chased her. As she was running away from me, he started chasing her. And uh, I'm like, well, dang, you know. Yeah. So I checked the camera, and he's on there. He was on there the night before. Um, then he was on there that morning. And then I ended up I – so I, I, I said, man, I'm going to keep hunting. I'm going to get back in the stand. He, he may run her back down here in this bottom. Yeah. But um, I didn't see him anymore that day. But then I hunted a couple of days, you know, after that, and I ended up seeing that buck probably three or four times in the span really? of about two or three days. Yeah, and uh, and then all of a sudden he was then all of a sudden he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up deciding not to shoot him. He was on like a half rack deer, and uh, but I've got pictures of him back from this summer, and he he's all he is is a six pointer, but he's he's got one huge side and one gnarly side. Yeah. And uh, I had pictures of him during the summer, and now he's he's kind of went MIA on me. Uh-oh. Uh, 
So I don't know. I don't know if he's decided to change again or, mm-hmm. or what. I guess we'll see. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I guess I don't know. I guess instead of talking about more stories, we've been on stories for a minute here. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll get back on these suburban deer. Um, you know, one thing I think I've noticed too, like here where I live, um, where I work, I work in a warehouse, and it's in an area that we call like everybody from around here just calls it industrial park mm-hmm. um because it's like certain area for all the plants and warehouses that supply a lot of stuff for our town and then a lot of states around us um but it's really packed like it's it's kind of almost like a, a suburb um mm-hmm. and there's a lot of big there's a lot of deer i don't know if there's big deer but we always see a lot of deer and I really wish I could hunt some yeah. of those places and, and I'm, I'm going to look into it. Um, but I think they're, they're a lot like suburban deer or, um, yeah. cause there's a lot of little bitty strips like you're talking about, you know, in between these plants and warehouses that don't ever get touched. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'd and, say there's some in there for sure. I have seen, you know, cause I've worked there for so many years, like, Throughout the years and throughout my lifetime, I've I can't tell you how many bucks I've seen chasing does and deer standing in parking lots and mm-hmm. um, but nobody's ever been able to hunt so yeah. that's why they're there but uh, but that but that made me think about you know it kind of makes it relatable to the suburbs because mm-hmm. um, yeah do y'all have like um, industrial spots like that is it kind of like that. Yeah, there's a spots that are not suburbs, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like little warehouse spots like that. You know, you pull down in, and there'll there'll be six or seven businesses in the same parking lot. You know, and but spots like that are about impossible to get unless you just got one guy that owns all those buildings. You know, and he and he don't care if you hunt or whatever, but. I, I don't have any spots like that. I know I got a couple of buddies that do and stuff like that, and and uh, but I, I've never been I've never been really fortunate enough to get a spot. Those are the good spots, though. Usually, they they usually hold deer yeah. like that because nobody does hunt them and can hunt them. Which that spots like that are the spots that usually get poached a pretty good bit too, just because you got an industrial park like that and there's cars everywhere and people think that that's the best spot just to slide in and park your truck and get out and treat it like it's yours. But that's yeah. a, that's a big problem down there too is people slipping in hunting parks and stuff like that. But do you, um, which I guess you, you probably don't. I mean, I don't know. Do you kind of hunt, do you hunt the wind at all or, uh, I mean, I, I do, but I don't, I mean, I'll pay attention. I'll pay attention to it, you know, and and watch it, and just to see what it is that evening. And if it's like completely horrible, blowing right into where I think they're going to be coming from, most of the, my deer, you know, then usually I won't hunt it, or I'll switch a stand up on that spot to where I can hunt it. But I'm not. I try not to let the wind mess my hunting time up. I guess I should. I should say. I. I, uh, I just. I, I like being in there. I ain't, I ain't gonna pull my app up and 
it say that it's blowing south, so I'm not hunting today. I just ain't going to hunt, you know. I, uh, I'll figure out some way to hunt it or get in there, you know. And uh, which down here, too, you know, you know how it is. You're from the south. You, the weatherman says it's blowing north, and you may get in there, and it's blowing south. And it may oh, blow yeah. north for a minute, and then it'll blow south or blow west. Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you just never know, you know. But I always just take the chance, you know. But I, I'm – I'm pretty big on the scent thing. I mean, I, I spray down and keep my clothes in a bag with a, with the ozone and all that. And then I bought the ozonics last year and I'm a pretty firm believer in it. And, and, uh, I, uh, I'm pretty big into the scent thing, I guess, more than wind, I guess. Yeah. Which I, if that makes I guess sense. in that, <laughs> in, in the, in that situation, I mean, I, I'm not as big on scent. Mm-hmm. Like being scent free or trying to be scent free. Yeah. Um, I, I try to hunt the wind more. Yeah. But it makes more sense to not worry so much about wind in your situation. Cause, yeah. I mean, if you do, then you wouldn't hardly get to hunt ever. Because, mm-hmm. and another cause thing you, is, is like, uh, is deer down there. I mean, you never know, you know, I mean, like this one spot that I hunt down there, I can, I can literally see. I, I'm pretty close to a, a block of woods that city of Atlanta owns and they have walking trails cut through it. And I've sat over there late November when all the leaves come off and I can see people walking over there through my binoculars and stuff. And, and that, I mean, that's all it would take, you know, a walker to come jogging down through there with a dog on a leash and bump right. a deer up and he can come right to you, you know, and just, a, I mean, that's, that's all it would take. You know, I just, I'd rather take that chance, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was gonna say too. You know, because you, you're only hunting these small blocks. Yeah. So, I mean, you got if you if you got a spot where it's mandatory that you only have a north wind. Mm-hmm. I mean, then that kind of it kind of takes away yeah. the opportunity for a deer to come from anywhere really. So, exactly. Um, and I've hunted like you said, you know, hunting down here. I don't think I've ever hunted a single time where the wind probably didn't switch and mm-hmm. blow all four directions. <laughs> exactly. So like hunting, I guess hunting in the suburbs, which I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier about kudzu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, what do you, what do you find, I guess the most of that the deer like to eat? I mean, if, I mean, of course you can bait now and, Mm-hmm. In the state of Georgia and stuff, but um, yeah. um, like, what else do you find that they like to eat the most? Uh, down there, I mean, they have so much between flowers and different trees and stuff like that, the landscape and stuff like that, you know. But uh, I still try to stick to just like the old days when me and my dad was hunting a thousand acre lease in Green, just find a tree, you know, some a wide oak that was dropping good. I still, I still, you know, and hunt, hunt the acorns and I feel like they still come back to that. And, and, uh, I mean, they'll ease out in them yards and, and find their flowers and trees and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and they stick around that just like they do the kudzu. And I, I tell my buddy Levi all the time and it may not have absolutely anything to do with it, but something about, trees with ivy on them down there like not not poison ivy or 
but it's that big dark green like English ivy. I don't know what it is about trees down there that has it on them, but I feel I feel like every time I've had a spot with a couple of trees with that ivy on them, I don't know what it is, but deer in there for some reason. I don't know if they eat it or what. I've I've never really seen them eat it a whole lot, but I don't know. We just got to talking about it one day, and I noticed it that anytime I usually see them big trees that are just slap covered with ivy, the, the deer holding there for some reason. Hmm. It's weird. <laughs> I wonder if it just it it may be more of a security type thing. They just yeah. feel more secure because it's it to them. I guess it appears that there's more cover. I would yeah. I guess yeah. Um, but no, I mean I. I would assume. I mean, I I had a feeling you were gonna probably say white oaks because mm-hmm. I don't. In my opinion, I don't care where you hunt, but if you're hunting whitetail deer and you got white oaks, then that's where you need to be. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I have I have seen deer walk past corn to go eat white oaks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, White oaks and and apple trees are pretty big down there too. They uh, usually, if you can find you a, a good apple tree, you'll you'll find some deer in there too. Also, yeah, yeah. I I think right now um, it's kind of a I would say almost kind of a down period as far as as far as getting intel on cameras. I think because right now the acorns are starting to drop and um i can tell the difference in my trail cam picks mm-hmm. um, they're definitely not wanting to eat the corn oh yeah 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 they're uh they're changing patterns pretty good right now and a- acorns up here are falling like crazy so yeah. i don't know if yeah. that has anything to do with it or not i'm sure it does but which we should i mean I- i've actually been surprised over the last probably, I don't know, four, five years, I would say, in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year it seems like we've had tons of acorns. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had a crazy good acorn crop the past couple of years for sure. Um, I don't – I mean, I know usually every few years, supposedly, you you know, that's just kind of the way it works. Every few years you're going to have a year where – you don't really have any especially mm-hmm. acorns or any kind of mass crop but um yeah seems like we're going we're it seems like we're due for one of those years <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep <laughs> and in in a way especially now that you can bait in a way i i kind of wish that we would have one of them years because mm-hmm. i tell you man it <laughs> it gets tough once you got if you got that many acorns it, it gets tough to find them because oh yeah yeah they don't have to go far yeah, when we when we do have a dry year, I'd say there'll be there'll be some deer laid down that the baiting. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would agree because I mean, I, we haven't had. Well, see, that's the thing. Like it, it really matters how much rain you get. Like in the late winter and then the early spring, I think that's kind of what determines how much mass crop you're gonna have. Mm-hmm. Um, because by the time it gets July, you know, they're already, I would, I don't, I don't think that 
they really it really needs that much rain in August and September because mm-hmm. by then the acorns is already done just about started growing yeah that's and that's kind of my goal right now is I got a, a set I, I hung a set just a few weeks ago um in a hung a set in a patch of some white oaks there's probably about seven or eight real big mature white oaks and they drop a ton of acorns every year and I'm hoping this year, which I mean, I know they are, they're loaded down now, but I'm hoping the deer still kind of have that same pattern and they, they start coming to them. Yeah, they should. That's what, that's my dad and my, my grandpa, they always taught me like, if you, if you can find you a good, a big white oak tree dropping a bunch, just get right there somewhere, and you'll you'll see some deer at least. I mean, you may not kill a 150 over it, but you'll you'll see some deer. Yeah. Um. So tell, I guess, what what is it kind of like? Um. See, I've always been real nervous. Though I know I'm kind of jumping, kind of jumping back now. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always been kind of nervous about you know kind of asking permission yeah so i guess kind of talk about that a little bit like what is i mean i don't know i just I'm, i'd be scared they'd tell me no or well not no but i just i don't know i just get super nervous oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's nerve-wracking that's for sure just because well also i mean this day and time you never know who's gonna come to the door you know and right but uh but yeah, when I whenever I first started knocking on doors and stuff like that, a pretty good bit when with my buddy Levi and a couple of other buddies, my buddy Kale and stuff like that, and we uh, we kind of got it together and got to talking about the whole su- suburb thing, and we we got to well let's well let's go this Saturday and we'll we'll knock on some doors, you know. Well, we got to going around and we we pull up in the driveway with like three of us, you know, we, we, they'd be three of us in one truck. We'd be like, all right, you knock on this one. No, you knock on it. <laughs> we'd sit there and argue for a minute. And then finally somebody would just get the nerve up and go do it. And we got a bunch of no's that year and stuff. And I think we may have got one or two spots maybe. And, and, uh, after, that, after that, we just kind of veered off from it. And, uh, I had a slow year a couple of years ago and, and, uh, I got back in, and knocking on some doors and stuff and then finally i just got to where i just just quit caring really like well i mean what's the worst they're gonna say is no get get off my property yeah. you know i mean i mean that's really the worst that can not the worst that could happen obviously but i mean more than likely that's all they're gonna say is no so finally i just kind of got careless and just said the heck with it if they say no they say no but you never know they could say yes and i kill a 160 right here this year i mean you just never know. So finally, I just went to I just went to asking. I just I'd pull up on a block of woods with a house on it, and I'd I'd just beat down the doors. And uh, that's like this year. I mean, me and my buddy Levi, we knocked on. Shoot, I couldn't tell you how many we we knocked on a lot of doors this year. Pretty good bit more than more than often. And really, I mean, we got a spot or two out of it, but nothing crazy, you know. But that goes back to what I was telling you earlier is how many people do it now. About every yeah. about every other house you knock on, 
there's either somebody hunting it or what's the deal with everybody coming up and asking this you know they'll, they'll ask you and uh it was like two weeks ago i called a lady on, on my phone i found a piece of property that was a little bit too far to drive but i was going to call on it and uh i called her and and asked her and she's like are you the same one that called me last week and the week before i'm like no oh well <laughs> what what is the deal with this and i had to kind of explain it to her you know like oh it's just kind of getting big now that everybody's wanting to hunt down that way and but it uh it's it's a lot harder to get spots nowadays that's for sure and i don't know if it will or or how it'll be in a few years if if it won't be about hunted out or i don't know i don't want to say hunted out but there won't be as many big 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 deer down that way and it'll be a hundred times harder than it already is to get a spot down there be back to the drawing board again exactly yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think that's i mean that's kind of the same but well it's a different dynamic mm-hmm. but it's the same though like with like i was talking about when we started you know public land is the same deal yeah i mean i know man i've been hunting public land around here where i live i've hunted it for i don't know a little over 10 years, maybe 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember first, I'd say the first five or six years, maybe even all the way up until about two or three years ago, I I hunted public land really just for turkeys. Yeah. And uh, I don't really hunt public land much for deer, but, um, and even turkeys, I think is still kind of the same. Yeah. But That's about the way I am. I remember back, back then like nobody hunted public land mm-hmm. and uh now like especially the last two or three years i mean they they burn it up yeah and uh but i think that's that's really kind of due to the fact that everybody is starting to get out and hunt public and oh yeah people you got folks a lot of these youtubers like the hunting public and oh yeah pen hody project all that pen hody and yeah i mean everybody's hunting public land and, yeah um, yeah so they see people having success yeah and that's all it really takes like we, we, we was talking about earlier the seek one guys i mean there, there's so many people on social media nowadays i mean that's really all it takes is for a couple of people to figure out and then they're like, well, shoot, if they're doing it, I mean, I can do it, you know, and then they take off with it and have success once or twice and then it's on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good and it's, it's great that people are getting out and hunting, but it's also kind of, it kind of hinders you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a fact. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's pretty crazy. It, it, just the amount of people that do it i mean you'd never think that there'd be that many people doing it until you see it you know it's like like last year when i I shot a deer november 16th last year and uh and it was a it was a pretty big deer he's a he's poping young deer he's a 130 class deer and and i just got this spot and like a i think two weeks before I'd seen it, but it was a gated driveway, and and uh, I never could get in there or whatever. Well, finally I did, and got got a hold of the property owner, and I got to talking to him, 
and he gave him permission and I went down there and, and slapped the camera out and I immediately started getting pictures of this big wide deer and I never could and I never could get a clear picture of him for some reason and I and at this point I was still hunting that deer that I was telling you about earlier that had the other the extra main beam and all that and I was texting my buddy Levi I was like this is a big frame deer but I cannot tell what it is and he had he had like three and a half inch G3s and but you never could see him in the picture so he just looked like a monster six pointer and I was telling my buddy Levi I was like I'd like to kill him just because he's a a huge frame deer but I really like to kill this other one first and well I went over there and hunted that spot finally just because I'd got sick of pressuring that other deer so I went over there and just hunted one morning and and uh I got in there and I just started seeing just buck after buck after buck and it was mid-november and they were starting to get fired up and everything well i'd hunted over there one morning and i seen i seen probably four or five bucks that morning and all decent bucks and i climbed down that morning and i'd even i hadn't even went to the back side of this guy's house yet i was really hunting in like his side yard it was a i call it a bigger track it was like six acres but uh I went up to the back side of that property and there's a little pine thicket up there and I seen some scrapes on the edge of it and I was going to throw a cell camera on the side of it. Well, about that time I walk up there, that, that deer that I had been getting blurry pictures and stuff jumps up out of that pine thicket and takes off running. And I immediately called my buddy Levi and I was like, this deer is way bigger than what I thought it was. And he's a, he's an eight. And, uh, that next that next week I took off Thursday and Friday of work and I hunted Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Thursday, I hunted all day long, Friday, I hunted all day long, Saturday, I just hunted the morning and didn't get to go back in there Saturday evening. And then, uh, Sunday morning I went in there and I seen buck after buck after buck and that deer ended up coming out that morning, uh, chasing does across the front yard. And he come right to me at 20 yards and double lunged him. And he's on the wall now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the story behind that, where I was going with that, we went back to story time, but, uh, yeah, whenever ain't I, ain't no problem. Yeah. When, <laughs> <laughs> whenever I, whenever I shot him, I called everybody, you know, the, the normal pumped up and I got him out of the woods and everything. It, it couldn't have worked out any more perfect. He, he run, he run probably 50 yards piled up on my property and everything. So I didn't have to go deal with any other neighbors or anything like that. So I finally got him out. And this time I was prepared and had a bunch of ratchet straps wrapped around him. So I got him in the boat by myself this time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, I was on my way home and I had, he, uh, he's actually a buddy of mine that I work with. And he, uh, he called me and he's like, Hey man, I seen you kill that deer. You care if I come over there? and see it and i was like yeah sure so he met me at my i took it to my dad's house to show him my buddy levi he was already there well that uh that boy that i work with he pulls up he's like the reason i want to come look at it because uh me and my dad we've had pictures of this deer for the past three years he's like we've been hunting him too and i never even knew he hunted down there hmm. so then i'm sitting there talking to him while he leaves and not five minutes after he leaves, a boy that uh, let us come coon hunt on his farm probably five years ago calls me, and I was friends with him on Snapchat, and I posted a couple pictures of the deer on Snapchat. He calls me, and evidently he was hunting the property right next to me that butted up to my property 
and he knew he was down there. And it, the list goes on. They come find out there was like four or five different people that had pictures of this deer that I never even knew hunted there at all. Hmm. And a couple of them I didn't even know. I never even met them until they seen pictures of it, I guess, and messaged me and asked me about it. But it just goes to show you how many people's in the woods that you don't know down there and how big it's got suburban hunting and stuff like that. But it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I may, I may go on a, I'm going to go ahead and warn y'all, I may go on a little rant here, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I, I kind of, I'm kind of of the belief that, I mean, you know, you, you hear a lot of people always talking about, you know, we're, we're losing hunters and we don't have that many hunters in the mm-hmm. woods as we used to, and I'm, I, I don't know if I really completely believe that mm-hmm. or not, Um. Because, especially from what I've seen on public land, I mean, yep. It, and I mean, I'm I'm complaining, I guess, a little bit, but it's also, I mean, it's great that there's that many people hunting, like I said, but mm-hmm. it also kind of makes it worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, not now, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge proponent of you know people need to get out there, and I love to see people get out and hunt and enjoy it, especially if it's their first time and all that. Mm-hmm. And it helps keep hunting alive, but you, that you also lose a little bit oh, yeah. by doing that. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, let's face it. We can't, you, you hear a lot of, especially a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. You always hear them say, we need to get as many people in the woods as we can. Well, that's really not feasible. Like it's yeah. If you did that, if if everybody hunted, then hunting would wouldn't it wouldn't take long. Hunting wouldn't even exist. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just kind of. I remember I remember one day uh, me and uh, man Chase, one of the Strut South guys, we we hunted some public land and we were having a really tough stretch of about three or four days there and not hearing or seeing any turkeys and after seeing 30 to 40 to 50 and then up to 60 people signing in and hunting and mm-hmm. it, i was i me and him were in the woods you know walking back to the truck and i went on the ramp for about 15 minutes oh yeah i, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean but i live i live about <laughs> two minutes from dawson forest and I don't know if you've ever hunted there or not, but that place gets swamped with turkey hunters on open opening weekend. You might as well just steer clear of that place because there is some. There's a bunch of people that hunt that place, and those those turkeys right there get really hard pressure. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of hunters like like you're saying that you you just see how many people that still do it and and are getting into it and stuff like that. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, I, I just don't. That's kind of you know that's kind of where I was going with it. Though. I just I don't, I don't see it. I don't believe that nah. we're losing hunters nah. like that. I don't. I don't think. No, no. I was I was sitting on a dove field opening weekend last weekend, and we was, and me and a boy named Justin Paget, we was talking about it, and he's like, "Man, that hunting won't ever die." And I was like, "I, I mean, I I agree with both of y'all. I don't think it ever will." But 
Yeah. If it does, it'll yeah. blow my mind. There's a there's a lot of people that still get out there and do it and want to learn and want to do it, you know. Yeah. Now, I mean, I will agree. I will say this. I will say I do remember hunting when I was a little kid. I remember you'd go hunting, which back then, bow hunting wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. You know, probably 15 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember back then when you went hunting on opening morning the rifle season, or pretty much any morning, especially any morning that you got a good cold front. Yep. You could hear, you'd hear shots and you'd hear, you know, it wasn't nothing to hear at least 15, 20 shots yep. all around you. And now you don't. Yep. But I don't, I don't think that's really because people ain't hunting no more. I think it's, people are just hunting different. Yeah. Yeah. Bow hunting's grew a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. Well, I didn't mean I didn't want to didn't want that to turn into a rant, which I don't think it really. I don't think it got that bad. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just trying, just trying to spit a little truth. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, man, Chase, I think we can we can go ahead and wrap it up. Um. We talked a little bit. We might not have got too deep in the weeds about it, but I mean, yeah. I don't guess there's really a whole lot. You really can't get that deep into it. I mean, it's yeah, just... I mean, it's really, it's really kind of hard to talk about it. I mean, there's a million questions, but to sit down and talk about it and and all that, it's kind of hard to do. You know, I mean, you just got so much running through your mind about what. <laughs> but, but like you said, I mean, there's really, there's really not a whole lot to it. I mean, just going out there and finding the spots and hopefully getting permission on the spots and stuff like that and. It's a, uh, it's just a way of life for me. I mean, I, I I like it. I like hunting big woods too. But I just I would rather. It's like I tell people that ask me or whatever. You could give me eight hundred acres in South Georgia somewhere, or you could give me twenty acres in Fulton County, and I'm more than likely I'll probably take the Fulton the Fulton County just because of the potential. You know, I just I like it. That's the way I like hunting. And and there's there's people that 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 diss it all the time i mean it's especially at my work i mean there, there's a lot of people that don't agree with it and and then you got the people that say that it's really definitely not easy you'll see people like we was talking about seek one earlier and if you ever get in their comment section there's people that bash them that is just ridiculous i mean talking about shoot them out of backyards and stuff like that. I mean, and but people think that it's just you go down there and you set up in a backyard and a 150 walks out and you, and you shoot it. But it's those deer down there are still just as smart, if not smarter, as these deer in 800-acre patches. They're just a little easier to find like we talked about earlier. But they're uh, those deer down there are re- really, really hard to hunt. It's not a, It's not as easy as everybody thinks it is, you know. Yeah, I I'd say that I'd say them deer are smarter. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I mean they're they they're they're hiding in plain sight. Yeah, well <laughs> that and and most people think it just because you see them on the side of the road and they'll just stand there and look at you, you know. And then you, I mean you can get out of the car and walk towards them and they're going to take off. But yeah, th- those deer down 
you're supposed to be. They, I mean, right. They they walk up and you're spreading pine straw in the backyard. More than likely, they're just going to keep cruising by you. But they come by and you're sitting 25 foot up in a lock on, full camouflage, just staring at them, not moving. They're, they they know something's up. It's yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah, you take a take a deer that's on five hundred acres out in the middle of nowhere and put him right in the suburbs, he he would probably die just from stress. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For real. Because <laughs> it's like you said, I mean them deer them deer that are out there all by themselves in the middle of nowhere, they don't like they don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But them deer in the suburbs, they know. They're oh yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. Jim's yep. out there watering his garden. He I ain't got to worry about that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That and then small patches like that, they watch you walk in and out and stuff like that. And and I believe that's where I messed up last year of hunting that deer with the extra main beam. And he, uh, I believe he was watching me walk in and out, and I finally realized that because it got to the point where. I would leave. He'd come in an hour later, and then just it got to the point of where he had me on a pattern, and I didn't have him on a yeah. pattern like I thought I did. He had me pattern really, and yeah. that's where I screwed up on him last year. But hopefully, we can we can change the path this year because he showed up about a month ago. So we're gonna try to shoot him late season, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we were talking about wrapping it up, but I'll say this: I kind of, I kind of think about this a lot. I think we, back in long time ago, and hunting and them leases and stuff, and talking after hunts at the campfire and stuff. You know, talking to old timers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking one night. It was me and my brother and a bunch of guys, and um, <clears throat> we were kind of talking about turkeys and uh deer too i think it it probably applies more for deer than it would a turkey cause mm-hmm. i think a deer's a heck of a lot smarter than a turkey is but um you kind of i kind of compare kind of compare a deer to a dog mm-hmm. um now i do think a dog is smarter than a deer and of course a deer a dog's smarter than a turkey but um Pretty much, it's kind of the same, I guess, general mindset, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but yeah. think about when you come home every day and you pull up, your dog knows exactly what your vehicle sounds like mm-hmm. and know what your vehicle looks like. Exactly. Now, deer, probably not a turkey. Because mm-hmm. a turkey, they they run from anything because they're just spooky. Yeah, but a deer, a deer, is, we know a deer is smart enough to learn. Hey, if I see this, and I see it a lot, then mm-hmm. I need to get out of dodge. Yep. So I kind of I kind of look at it like that. You know, if, if a dog can remember what your vehicle looks like and what it sounds like, then I would assume a deer can too. Oh yeah, yeah. That and that and I've I've talked about that before with buddies and my dad and my grandpa and stuff like that too. Is is this baiting and everything? I f- I feel like corn will mess a bit a real big and 
mature, mature deer, like a five plus year old deer, you know, I feel like this whole corn and baiting and everything, I feel like that would really mess a deer up. I mean, it'd be like you coming home and having a dang filet mignon laying in the living room floor, you know, I mean, they just, they know it's not right. They may come in there and eat it at midnight, but yeah, I feel like that, I feel like that would mess mess some deer up i haven't really had it happen to me i don't think but i, I believe in that a lot that, that that corn will mess a big deer up yeah well i mean we we talked uh i did a podcast way back i think it was episode four and i'll reference these guys all the time um msu deer lab mm-hmm. um with bronson strickland we did a podcast with him and that's kind of one thing he talked about with baiting is, you know, he's not against it, but he is, he, he said he was, this was last year when it first got legalized. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, I would be kind of curious as to see how it affects deer eventually in the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one thing he's talking about, you know, cause kind of like if you say you put corn or whatever, baiting in general, whether it be corn, supplement feed whatever mm-hmm. um if you put it out and you've got it out if it's always there what's to say that that deer may be like well i can just go up there whenever i want and eat it yeah and and in a, in the deer's mind survival is takes precedence over anything else mm-hmm. like survival is number one but they can eat later yeah and so they may be like, well, I know that pile of corn's up there, so yeah. And it makes it makes more sense for me to go out and eat while it's dark. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Just to say that they might it might not change deer and make them more nocturnal. Oh yeah. But we won't really know that I don't think until several years down the road, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, I guess that's a good way to end it there, Chase. Um, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had fun for sure, man. It was good talking with you and everything. It was pretty cool how you found me and everything. So uh, we'll have to get up and and get on some turkeys and some deer here soon. You have to come up here and hunt Dawson Forest with us one time. I I need some teaching. I ain't ain't real big on the turkey hunting. I like doing it. I love doing it. I've killed a couple, but (laughs) I I ain't the best at it. You know, I'm a deer hunter at heart, but. Uh, yeah, you'd have to come up here with us one weekend. We'll do some turkey hunting or something. Heck yeah, man. Well, I don't. I don't claim to be the best. I just. I just try real hard at it. Yes, yeah. I've seen you. <laughs> I've seen you Facebook. You've you've killed a. You've killed a few. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. I ain't, I ain't killed as I ain't killed many as some other folks, but I, I do love it. Oh yeah. <laughs>